Folks, it's not a stretch to say that the Knights of Columbus are literally saving lives. Uh, through their ultrasound program, they are providing local pregnancy resource centers like the Women's Care Center in Duluth with funds to purchase new high-tech machines. Um, we are joined now by um, the D Bishop of my diocese, the Diocese of Duluth, Bishop Paul Serba, who will share how this has taken uh, the pro-life movement in, in our diocese to the next level. So, Bishop, thanks for being on air with us. Uh, welcome. Father Ryan, thanks. It's great to be with you here in good old Minneapolis, yes. down the river from where we are in Duluth. Back to home, right, Bishop Serba? Back to yeah, home. back to home. Back yeah. to home. Great to see you here, Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop, we want to talk about a very special program of the Knights of Columbus um, with you this morning. Uh, one that is saving lives. Uh, what is your take on the ultrasound program uh, up in Duluth at the Women's Care Center, one that has saved many lives throughout the years already? Yeah, it, I am so grateful for the initiative of the Knights of Columbus and, as we know, just what tremendous supporters they are of the gift of human life. And uh, one of the programs that they have um, been about for a number of years is providing ultrasounds you know, to various uh, care centers. And so our own Women's Care Center, which is one of the great blessings uh, of our, our local church, you know, where people came together and um, right across from the abortion clinic, you know, we were able to found the Women's Care Center and then the Knights of Columbus were instrumental in donating the ultrasound machine. You know, we get regular reports from the Women's Care Center of lives that are saved, you know, on a daily basis. They've got people walking in and women who are coming to understand what's uh, you know going on and choices that they have to make and because of the ultrasound machines you know the imaging and being able to see their unborn child they're choosing life and so it's really uh, beautifully dramatic in that um, the efforts of the knights and the gift that they make with these ultrasound machines you know it is literally saving lives every day so um, I couldn't be more grateful um, we had not only the Women's Care Center, which there are story upon story. In fact, I don't even know how many hundreds of lives they've saved. Um, but then recently, this past uh, May, it was up in International Falls. The Knights of Columbus donated wow. an ultrasound machine up to that area, which, again, is you know further away, but very much in need of it. And you know, I'm sure lives are already being touched and saved up there as well. So across our diocese. Yeah. And Bishop Sir, how does this impact you to see men coming together in this common cause across several parishes and making this impact in our culture and your diocese? Well, I think the Knights, again, you know, they've been such a steady influence, you know, I mean, since, you know, going back to Roe v. Wade, you know, I mean, my whole life and efforts in the, you know, pro-life uh, ventures, you know, the Knights have always been present there. And so that we have men you know, taking leadership in this way and, you know, guiding, first of all, their own families. You know, they are providing the domestic church with families that are, are rooted in life, you know, and so all their efforts, it, it becomes, you know, the culture of life that we're supposed to yes. be. And, and we need the men. We definitely need them and their leadership in their own families to be able to do that alongside their beautiful wives. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. well said. And the men become part of the answer, our answer to the, the failures, the weaknesses, the, the evil of abortion. Of abortion. Yeah. Yep. So. Bishop, we're going to come back to talking about the Women's Care Center just yes. for a minute, too. About, you know, the first time I went there, you know, it's, it's in a busy street in, in downtown Duluth. Yes. But you walk in... And there's, it's just a quiet, peaceful, very warm, welcoming place. It is. And I, here again, you know, the Lord, it, he's always providing 
you know, the remedy. He's always providing help and healing where there's been hurt. And I think, you know, the, the people um, that came up with the concept of how these women care, the women's care centers, you know, where they would be located, what they would be like, you know, he uses the, the gifts that have been entrusted to the, us, you know, to find the ways to promote his good work. And they have come up with, as you say, you know, the it's a busy part of Duluth, um, and everything about it is inviting. So, the colors that they choose, the people that are there to welcome you when you come in, you know, the the setting that is there, it's one that's, you know, not confrontational. It's inviting. It's welcoming. It's warm. It's uh, and and then it provides uh, the truth, you know, of of, of life and and offering help. Um, to people who come at times where they're faced with all kinds of problems and, you know, whatever motivates them to seek to, you know, take the life of their unborn child, you know, all those difficulties, it's like, well, here they have a remedy, they have a help for them. And so it's just such a beautiful thing. And, yeah, if we, uh, anybody, if you're in <laughs> Duluth and, and hearing our message today, um, if anybody is contemplating or facing a decision about this, um, that please, you know, be sure to stop at the women's care center you know it's downtown on first street so yes um you, you know one of the things about the knights of columbus is that they collaborate with a lot of different organizations or groups especially pro-life groups and work hand in hand with a lot of different people and groups doing good things and this is one of those examples yes it is yeah i know the knights as we know you know and their great commitment to the faith and you know the support of the church um countless hours that they give in, you know, volunteering on behalf of, uh, yeah, life and family and um, those who are needing in any way. They, they just provide, I forget, I should be more up on my night's statistics. But <laughs> no, there's, there's a lot of them, right? There's plenty there's out there on their website. On their website, check them out. But uh, yeah. The countless volunteer hours that they have are the... Yeah. Folks, this is Real Presence Live coming to you from the Supreme Knights of Columbus Convention in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Father Ryan Moravitz, and I'm joined by Father Randall Kazel this morning. Uh, this is a special edition um, of uh, Real Presence Live. So we're on from 8, 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock this morning, so a little extra long show here at the convention. We're joined by Bishop Paul Serba. We're talking about the Women's Care Center and the good works of the Knights of Columbus. And Bishop Serba, we'd we think of St. Joseph taking care of our Blessed Mother and the will of God the Father working through St. Joseph in that uh, most holy role he had to care for our Blessed Mother and to care for then the infant Jesus and being a protector as well as a guide into safety. And, and how do you see the Knights working with St. Joseph and the, the, the charism of Joseph to be a, a caretaker, a protector, and uh, to help our men in the Knights continue to foster that, that love like St. Joseph for life? And you know, it brings me back, Father Kazel, I had the privilege, like, you know, serving as chaplain for the Knights of Columbus, and, and one of the years when I was the chaplain, it was uh, the year of the family in the church, and they presented a beautiful icon of the Holy Family, which was a traveling icon, and you might have seen that, or might have, have it, yeah. maybe you have the same one. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, a strong image of St. Joseph with Mary and the child Jesus, and um, he and his role, I don't, you know... For us to be able to contemplate his life and, and what he did and to ask his intercession in our own families, in our own life, in the life of the church, um, 
yeah, you can't do enough of it, really, to think about uh, his role. And as you mentioned, you know, certainly it's, it's a, a role of uh, a humble leadership, but of protection, of action, of uh, uh, of intercession. You know, I, I I love meditating on the life of uh, Saint Joseph as the. Um, not a word of his is recorded in the scriptures, you know. Yeah. He, he he's, like, he's a listener and a, a doer. A listener and a doer. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of men, I think, in their own familiar roles, I think we can all probably do, you know, better jobs at listening sometimes in the doing. But St. Joseph is our guide, and he's our intercessor, and he's so, he's so strong. And so the protection of the Holy Family, of course... You know, that's what is called to mind when we reflect on what's recorded in the scriptures and uh, mm-hmm. his immediate action. And so, too, in the pro-life movement, he has a special role uh, to play in, in protecting the family. And so we should be asking his help, asking his guidance, asking his wisdom. You know. yeah. yeah, and may St. Joseph continue to help our men in the night yes. to be among those who listen and do what the Father's will. Yep. To our listeners, you might hear lots of uh, noise yeah. behind us. I was uh, going to say, we got a whole <laughs> honor guard behind us. The here. honor guard of the mass. fourth degree is uh, lined up. They're getting ready for uh, Mass. They're looking and pretty so good. They're looking really good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's great to see men coming together and men leading and men working in the church. Um, we've got lots of people that we are very familiar with um, walking by the, the, the table here. And it's, it's such a good thing to come together as men, you know. Um, it's such a blessing and the fraternity of it. Uh, Bishop, when we talk about the pro-life movement in particular, you know, we talk about St. Joseph and the role of St. Joseph in the Holy Family. Um, what do you see as the role of men, such as the Knights of Columbus, in the pro-life movement? What's... what's and they they have been leaders, you know, and I, I think, you know, to finally tune, you know, the work that they've been about all of these years, you know, they have been one of the driving forces, you know, behind this. And in their charitable actions, their own witness, their careful life and their own families, you know, they are certainly bringing about a transformation. And they also, in their doing, have been committed to putting resources, you know, to efforts that are kind of the most effective ones in, in saving lives and changing hearts. And so it is things like the ultrasound program where they knew early on it's a great expense. These machines cost thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know that, I mean, they have a way of discerning, you know, kind of what is the most effective means, right, of helping young mothers um, come to a determination that the child within their womb is, a, is indeed a child. And so it was worse, the dedication of the resources that they, they had to these ultrasound machines. And I think for all of, uh, you know, our efforts or our work in pro-life, we just know how instrumental it's been. You know, I mean, the testimonials of women going in with, you know, great questions about what to do and where to find resources or how to find answers. You know, as soon as that little baby, you know, becomes present on the ultrasound machine, and of course now there are these 3D models, I mean, it's like... How can you? How can anybody ever argue that it's not a human life? You know, I mean, it's yeah. there, it's visible, it's very present, and so um, it's amazing the denial of the truth, isn't it? It, it, it is hard to <laughs> understand. Yeah, it's, a, it's this whole thing: what is, is out of sight, out of mind? Yeah. out of sight, out of mind. It's a we need to show people the images. That's the yes. ultrasound machine is such an effective way. Yeah. People able to see the baby parts, the baby's head, the formation, the heart. It's a human being. Everything you know from its earliest stages, and so. That's where, again, like the Knights were so instrumental in, okay, we're going to sacrifice, you know, we're going to invest in this. And it's, so that's where I think 
they've just been so wise. So yeah. from their families to exercising their resources, and then their patience and perseverance and persistence in all of this. You know, who would have thought? For those of us who remember back to 1973 and stuff, you know, the Roe v. Wade thing, that we would still be in, you know, trying to create the culture of life, yeah. and we'd still be with all the science behind yeah, it. Exactly. You know, that's yeah. what's so. This is to be pro-life is to be pro-science, or be pro-science is to be pro-life. I mean, it's just. Uh, as you yeah. say, it's I hard think to of the Knights of Columbus billboards too, because they do the yes. pro-life billboards. Because yes. you know, you talk about the images too of getting those images out there, and the Knights have been really impactful in sort of getting those out there. Whether you know individual Knights, I know can order those and, and get those, but councils do, and Supreme does it, state councils do it. It's such a yeah. And when the Knights do the thing. when they do the fundraisers for the ultrasound machines, anyone can donate to help the Knights do that. The Knights oftentimes lead the fundraisers, yep. so that they they have the funds to be able to contribute. And the other thing, of course, is you know that they do. It's the it's the whole continuum of life. You know where the Knights support. You know, I mean, they they. Uh, all of their efforts on behalf of, you know, sometimes the arguments are that we don't care for people after they're born kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, co- quite contrary to that. The Knights are doing all these things to support marriage and family life and to, you know, to build up families and to help those who have special needs. You know, they've been instrumental in um, holding up, you know, that every life is sacred, every life is beautiful. And, yeah, all the efforts that they have, you know, it all forms this fabric. The special, of life. you know, the special, special Olympics, Olympics, which is is also part of that whole pro life yes, movement too. Absolutely. You know, but so the Special Olympics. I mean, that was that was founded by a knight. That was brought forward by the knights, and they're the we knights still, still help fund it. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for the Knights of Columbus, That's right? You know. And Bishop Sir ultimately, you know, the, the building up of the culture of life, it's a, it's a spiritual combat. It's a sure spiritual is. effort. And Carl Anderson recently has reminded all the knights that we need to take care of our spiritual part to be renewed spiritually so we have the, the spiritual energy and life to share. And what would you encourage knights and maybe any of our listeners to have that inward spiritual strength to be pro-life? It is definitely, Father, you're so yeah, right on in bringing this, highlighting this as well as part of our conversation this morning. It's like, you know, we can't be people of action if we're not rooted in Jesus Christ. And that means having the personal relationship with Him and a daily life of committing our life to the Lord in prayer every day, reminding our, inviting the Lord into our hearts to strengthen us, you know, in our own walk with Him. And if we're not connected to the vine, our efforts will be fruitless, you know. But especially in these, as you say, it's, you know, certainly there are efforts and physical things, but it's it's really a spiritual-rooted problem. It has to do with, you know, having that faith in the Lord, which is a gift, but then cultivating it through our life of prayer, through the sacraments, going to confession, you know, Amen. all yes. the different things that we need to do in order to stay spiritually healthy and fit. Bishop, really quick, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to here at the convention that you enjoy or look at? You know, I've been to a few of these Supreme Conventions now, and I think um, just the, the great fraternity, yeah. you know, the, the support, it's, it's connecting with people that you haven't necessarily seen for yes. a while. But the Lord has this way of bringing us together, you know, and that just provides encouragement and lifts up your spirits, and, you know, we're renewed because we're striving for the same goal, to get to heaven ultimately, but the night's... Amen help us in our daily walk to get there so and this is such a great great place to be because it's people from all over the country oh, yeah. all over the world actually so yeah so i'm sure you described the sites we're sitting right at the top of the escalators yeah. so we get to <laughs> watch everybody as we're talking everybody we're waving and talking at the same time well bishop thank you for uh, being with us and for sharing with us the generosity of the knights um, we look forward to having you back again. It's always good to have you on the show. Yeah, Father, it's always present. good to be with you. We're Bishop. in exile right now. We've got to yeah, go back are. to Duluth. But <laughs> Father Kazel. Thank you, Bishop Serva. Great to see you. Great to see you.